Welcome back to another episode of our book review with us, The Examinations, featuring me, Evan Shao, and me, Lawrence A. Today we'll examine the book, The Examination, by Malcolm Moss. So let's dive right into our 30 second summary. Lawrence, can you give us a quick recap of what happened in the last section of the book? Sure. So basically what happened is that Chan's about to take his final test, and while this is happening, uh, Hong is still embroiled in this political espionage plot with the, with the White Lotus. So, the White Lotus plots an assassination attempt on, on this corrupt eunuch, uh, Ni Feng Lin, and manages to succeed. While this is happening, Chan takes his test, passes the flying colors in second place in all of China. Due to this, he gets a job of Vice Secretary of Rights, I mean, you know, a nerd job about Confucius, because of the death of Ni Feng Lin. So Chan takes his job, and Hong joins the White Lotus, and they part in separate ways. So that's pretty much all that happened in our chapter. So now, Xiao, can you give your version of the events that happened? Right, and it's going to be better than yours because yours is really, really bad. Ah, uh, funny. Okay, so in the very final chapter of the book, Hong goes to join the White Lotus Society, and they plan this assassination on Ni Feng Lin. However, while this is happening, Chen takes the test and finishes second rank in all of China. Senator Tang then offers Chen the position of Vice Secretary of Rights, who replaced Ni Feng Lin because he was a corrupt unit and he was assassinated. Hong and Chen then have to part ways at the end of the book because they, they find out what they really want to do in life. Chen and Hong saying their final goodbyes, and they part ways for good. Now that we've taken a look at what happened in the last section of the book, let's take out some of the motifs that are present within the book. Lawrence, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so sure. So one of the main motifs that I found like that like, popped up throughout the book a lot was the idea of family. You know, like the whole book is like a testament to like the familial bond between people. Because you know, to tell of two brothers traveling through you know through hardship to like succeed in life. Right, right. I, I would agree with this. I think family is pretty prominent throughout the story. And the, the two people in uh, Chen and Hong, the story you see them, they, they stick together. They're, they try not to leave each other because they know that they want to help each other fulfill their goals within the book. Like, for example, one of them I want to say was like Ming Da Fu is a, a, a pretty big example of not leaving each other because um, Chen received a letter of recommendation to Ming Da Fu, a prestigious inventor. But then when he gets there, he doesn't want to leave. And he, he completely forgets about his task that he has to go and he has to take the, the final test in China, in uh, Beijing. And Hong realizes this. So he has to try to convince Chen to leave Ming Da Fu and go fulfill his goals. And Chen, Hong refuses to leave Chen. And I think this is a, a big example of familial bonding because they Hong realizes that Chen has a, a bigger goal to um, fulfill and he wants to help him fulfill this. So he doesn't want to leave him. Yeah, I think that's like certainly, you know, a, a thing throughout the story, right? So like Hong, like, you know, seems to be getting the story, like, his sole idea in life is, you know, he has to help his brother out. Like, he sees himself as, like, as, like a guardian. Like, he knows his, his brother's, like, you know, really smart and all. But, like, without Hong, like, he can't succeed. So, like, when this happens, you know, Hong feels obligated to help Chen complete his journey. And, like, the way I think that Hong actually convinces Chen to leave is also very important. So, like, what happens in the story is that Hong visits, like, this this obvious, like, spiritual scam artist. But, like, what happens is, like, he asks, for, like, to talk to his mother. To have his, like, his mother, like, his mother's dead. He's asking for like, like, like spiritual artists, like bring his mother back to life to like talk to him. And you know, I found that really interesting because you know the idea of like family is so strong. Like Hong believes that like even through the grave, like his mother's still watching over them and helping them out. Right, right. Like I think this kind of ties into real life where I, I trust my mom and and I, I, I look up to her as a role model and she takes her she takes care of me. I'm very I'm very, very grateful for that. And in the story, it's it seems the same. And as um, Hong looks up to his mom and he asks his mom for advice, even though it's clearly like not real, he, he truly believes in it. And then he does get advice from his mom. 
yeah, like the idea of like you know family and like mothership is like present through like many books in you know society. Like it's obviously still a major part of you know what we have today. You know, like the idea of like familial bonds is still present. So I feel like you know this book just like shows how like you know some things just persist through time. I found so interesting. Right. I think I think um an, a, 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 a good example of this is um their dad and he's 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 a, he's a drunk. He's a drunk. He gambles a lot. He gives he gambles all their money. But what? But before they left, they actually gave him money. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. You know, so like in the story, we, we learned that like their mother died when they were young, right? So and their dad, like after that, like he was never the same. He gambled. He became an alcoholic. So, like this shows family as well, right? Because like without his wife, like his family, like he's a total wreck without a complete family, and like he just falls apart. But like this, this doesn't stop the brothers though, because like even though like they're neglected, in the end like, they still help out their dad. They still give him money, showing how like you know even like through all these like, hard times, like the family you know the family sticks together and they help each other out. So I found that was like really important. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think another motif that is um, shown throughout the story and within the book is um, the the idea of loyalty, right? I think it kind of ties in with family as well because Hong and Chen are very loyal to each other. They understand each other and like they want to like help each other work through the work through the hardships and they want to help them like come, like to the end goal and I think loyalty plays a big part in this. What, what do you think, Lawrence? Yeah, I certainly think that loyalty is a you know a huge part of the story, right? So like Hong's entire you know storyline is like not only is he has to help his brother, but like he also like finds himself in this journey throughout the country. You know, he meets like he sees like all this hardship from all these people, and then he joins his rebel group. You know, the White Lotus, right? And he, the whole idea of the White Lotus like, is, like, loyalty to the country beyond everything. They're, they're, like, super into the country. You know, they want to help, like, everyone out. Even though the rebel group, like, their loyalty, like, transcends above, like, everything else. I actually disagree with this. I believe that the White Lotus is actually, the term of loyalty is actually to the White Lotus itself. I think although they do pledge their loyalty to the country, they want to make the country a better place, I would say that, in my opinion, loyalty within the White Lotus is more important. Because one of their models is that you must never tell the White Lotus to anyone else. And if, even Hong, he knows this. Although he wants to tell Chen about the White Lotus, because Chen questions Hong every time. Actually, after he comes back from Chen, after him, his going to the library, him studying the tests, he's him studying for the tests and reading the, the ancient scriptures and books. He comes home, and Hong actually comes home later, and he actually questions Hong, where have you been, Hong? And Hong never tells him about the White Lotus, because he he knows that the White Lotus must stay in secrecy. Anyone who's not in the White Lotus should not know about the White Lotus. Well, you know, I kind of agree with that one too. You know, if we cross-examine your examination of the examination, you know, we can. I, I you can see examples of like when it's true, like plainly not true. So like you're saying like, like the white lotus is only loyal to themselves, like because the rebel group, like they, they they only you know work for themselves. I disagree. You see like throughout the story, like they meet like many government officials who are all part of the white lotus, and you see at the very end like this idea of like how they want to make the country a better place. You know, like the the like the quote unquote villain at the end of the story is like this you know this eunuch named Ni Feng Lin, who's like this, you know a scheming conniving um person. Trying to take, take control of the government, and in the end, it's the White Lotus who stops him. Like, not even the emperor, like right? you know, the head of the country, can stop this plot. But like this, the White Lotus, like the intense devotion to the country, you know, can stop this plot. I mean, yeah, I think Ni Feng Lin was seen as like the tyrant within China. Even the government officials, even the, even the um the government couldn't take down Ni Feng Lin because Ni Feng Lin essentially was the government. He had an immense amount of power, and he simply could not be taken down by. The government, so they had, so white lotus had to work together to take down Nifeng Lin because they they see Nifeng Lin as um the source of all these troubles. Through the journey here, Chen and Hong's journey to Beijing, they see like famine, they see starving children, starving families, families that are homeless, and Nifeng Lin hasn't done anything to like co- combat this. And I, and I think that 
right, taking that knee fang lin, this actually, I think I, I would agree with you here that the White Lotus does have an, um, an essence of pledging loyalty to the country because they want to take that knee fang. They want to make um, turn a better place. Yeah, I felt like, you know, I agree with that one too. And, you know, an interesting fact I thought was like the idea of like loyalty and like rebellion. It's like in many, in many books, right? For example, like, you know, one book we called about like 1984, the rebellion movement, you know, with, um, it, it, trust is a very huge thing, like loyalty. So, like you know, when when the main characters uh, join, you know, the rebellion, like they're, they're they're instantly loyal to it, even though they don't fully understand it. And in the end, their loyalty is broken because you know they learn like the whole rebellion's lie. Like, you know, Goldstein's not real, or maybe he is real, but he's obviously not part of the revolution. And then, like the loyalty there, like you know, it's not present. It's, like without loyal members of the revolution, like nothing happened. So I guess like you know, the idea of like, loyalty is important for any change to occur. All right, so now that we've taken a look at some of the motifs present in the story, such as loyalty and family, I think we should jump to our core analysis. And I'm going to pick a page between page 250 and 300. All right, it seems that I've landed on page 282. And the core at the top of the page is, he was back in flood country, in the village where men carried pitchforks and women sat with a dying daughter. Had he and three brothers used good judgment then, what should they have done? Drag the mother away? Kill the men who might otherwise have killed the woman? What do, what do you think of this quote, Lawrence? All right, so if I remember correctly, what's happening here is that um, China's taking the final examination. He's on the last question, which is like an essay on, on the concept of like what is a like what is considered good a good decision. Um, and yeah. I think the prompt here was um, what 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 should the prince do in like a time of need? And, like, what's a good decision, as you said? And yeah, right. So um, when when he considers this question, he thinks back. It's like a flashback to like what happened on the way to the examination, like their journey, right? So on the way there, they pass through like this flooded territory, and they come across a village. It's like totally flooded. The crops are all dying. People are starving. And they come across this woman and uh, her child. And what happens is that like you know Chen wants to get them food, but Hong doesn't, and he poses them. So a little bit of conflict there about the event. So um yeah yeah I think uh, the fact that I think Chen got a flashback here because he thinks that what he did was right. He thought it was right to give them food, and here furthermore, I want to say that Chen did not hesitate at all. While Hong was strongly opposing this, Chen did not hesitate to give them food. Right, yeah. So I think the reason why Chen gave him food is like, like the whole idea of like Confucian values. Like, you know, Chen's like a huge Confucian nerd. See like, that story? So like the reason he gave them food immediately was because like, you know, he thought it was the right thing to do. And but like on another level, like he also doesn't know if it was enough. Cause he asked himself, like, what should they have done? Drag the mother away, kill the men. So like not only did they think like giving them food was right, but it was like wondering, was it enough to give them like just the food? Right, I think uh, even though he did the right thing, he, he kind of questions himself. Did he do the right thing? And I think this, this, this is a nice transition into what he then wrote in his um essay on how he reflects on what he should have done. He 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 believes that he should have probably killed the men that might otherwise kill the woman. And I think this this quote is um very important in his essay because it shows the the positive and the negative of what he done and what he could have done better. So you know, Hong for the rebellion, right? And he thinks the government is like a, a like a corrupt entity. Like they're not helping these country people. Like the government's not helping at all. And like, you know, so Chen thinks about this. And he realizes like the government by not helping, it's not like a good decision. And you know, he reflects on like how the idea of like how this isn't what should be happening in China at the moment. Right, and I think the men kind of symbolize what what's happened in China. They want the men want to kill the women, and I think that's reflects the Chinese government how. As we mentioned, Ni Feng Lin is very corrupt, and he wants to like kind of take down China. But then, but then China realizes this; and he wants to like combat it. All right, along with that, he's also asking like, "Will it ever be enough?" Like, you know, he gave them food, he helped, but he still questions himself. Like, 
could I have done more? Should I have done more? So I think it's like Schultz's idea of like, no matter how much you help, like you're always going to, you know, reflect on what you did. Like it'll never be enough. Like achieving perfection just isn't something that you need to go for. And I feel like this, you know, it's like to our lives too. Like you don't always need to achieve perfection, but like helping in any, any way possible is always a good idea to do. Right. Like it, it, it shows like how, like, even though you're in power, you can tell the power. You don't have to be, you don't have to be portrayed as a, a greedy, power hungry um, official that doesn't want to help anyone. They just wants to like help on the sums. But like here, it shows how both of them want to help China out. And I think this does apply to real life and how we should also be helping others in need and like others in dire need of time. So that concludes this episode of We the Examinations Examining the Examination.